It's the Americhicks with Molly Boats and Kim Monson. The most important stories. They are like this newfound, off-hinged part of the left. Even Chuck Schumer's pushing back on. The latest in politics and world affairs. The buck is stopping with Trump. The different administrations prior to him have been kicking the can down the road on a number of issues. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. The heart of this is, is the U.S. Constitution a progressive document, or is it something that should be looked at as an original document? It's the Americhicks. Molly and Kim. Because face it, ideas matter. Because ideas matter. Ideas do indeed matter. We are the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson. Molly is out for the week. And we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Uh, so be sure and check out our website, Americhicks.com. All kinds of great information there. All of our past shows are there. We will uh, sign up for our emails you can do that at our website. We will keep you apprised of our upcoming guest topics and important events. And we are the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we are thrilled to January 28th be partnering with Tom Cranawitter and his whole team uh, regarding our Vino in Veritas, where we are going to be going through the Federalist Papers throughout 2019. So go to our website, sign up for that, uh, because I think it's going to be something really important. We need to get our brains around these ideas so that we can communicate with our friends and our family and our colleagues about what is going on out there. And I'm really excited. We've got on the line with us Mike Gallagher. Mike Gallagher is a national radio host, and he is going to be uh, the new host. I guess he started yesterday with uh, on KLZ, and I've listened to Mike Gallagher over the years. He's a very thoughtful guy uh, and pulls no punches on on uh, the important issues out there. So, Mike Gallagher, welcome to KLZ. Well, first of all, I'm honored to speak to the one of the world famous Americhicks, <laughs> but I'm but I'm mortified that Molly obviously boycotted the show. I mean, we've been planning this for months and months. I had this circled <laughs> on my calendar, and to hear that Molly is out is is devastating to me. But I'm going to try to power through. Okay, that's because great. I'm so thrilled to join your team. And it, 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 all kidding aside, it's great to great to visit with you here on a Thursday morning, and thrilled to kick things off with you guys yesterday. We got great response from your audience already, and uh, and I'm just uh, you know just count me vice president of the Happy to Be Here Club. Well, we're thrilled to have you here as well, and and I've listened to you over the years. One thing, it, 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 aren't you a, an accomplished singer? Isn't that one of the things that you yeah, do? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been involved in theater since I was a little boy. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm an, a member of Actors' Equity. It's one of those unions you have to join if you want to do something uh, professionally. And I live in, anywhere. I'm based in New York City, so I'm really active in, in theater here. I invested in the, uh, in the Tony Award-winning musical Pippin a few years ago, so I got to win a Tony, which is pretty cool. Oh, very cool. And, yeah, and got to play. I uh, played Broadway. Played. I was. Uh, I was a. Uh the, the, a DJ in the uh, musical production Memphis on Broadway, so I got to play the Schubert Theater for a few months, and then went on tour. So yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy doing that. Arts, you know, for for too many years, it was just assumed that the left owned the arts, and there are lots of people who are are not like minded to the typical you know lefty who works in theater or music or television or movies. And uh, you know, I appreciate the medium. I I love the arts, and I love theater and love music, and uh, try to try to absorb it. All. 
Well, I love music as well. I always wanted to sing, but I realized, Mike Gallagher, that my job is, is you have to have people that appreciate it, that sit in in the audience and appreciate it. So that is my job. That's what I do. (laughs) Well, realistically, I'm probably not, I'm not even close to being half as good as I'd like to think I am, but I can carry a couple tunes and I like to build out a good old Danny boy uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Uh That's kind of a tradition that I share with listeners. And so I do a little bit of singing, but most of my, my singing comes from whining about the uh, the leftist agenda right now in America and how they're trying to derail President Trump and and how uh, even even some Republicans like Mitt Romney are joining in on the parade and you know as you know better than anyone Kim there's not a there's not a day that goes by that we don't have about nine hours of material that we try to cram into right. two or three, four hours a day. It's uh, it's quite a time to be alive, and what a time to be a talk show host, huh? Well, that's for sure. Uh, we certainly have a lot of job security with what's going on out there. And that is what I wanted to ask you about was Mitt Romney. I was astonished when I saw this, uh, this op-ed that was in the Washington Post. It came out on New Year's Eve. I was absolutely astonished. You were all over that yesterday. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about character. Uh, Apparently, uh, Mitt Romney says that uh, Donald Trump doesn't have the character that he would expect in a president. At least that's kind of what I got. And um, we're going to be talking in the next segment with Congressman Ken Buck, who was one of the few um, representatives that voted against this it's called a FIPA bill. It's regarding actually data collection. It's a government data collection uh, on on our citizens, and they'll be putting that in a repository. And this was a Paul Ryan bill, and um, so the veil is is coming off of the establishment of what's going on here. And Donald Trump has a long list of accomplishments for people, for everyday individuals. And um, so let's talk a little bit about character on uh, what's going on in Washington. It's a great point, and of course you mentioned a key word, establishment, and that's why the Mitt Romneys of the world loathe this man so. They, the establishment hates what he's done to them. He's knocked over their apple cart, and they, don't, they can't wrap their brain around it. You know, when, when we talk about character, I agree that character matters. For example, I like the character of a president who fights for the rights of the unborn rather than a, a president who uh, is on record as being in favor of late-term abortion, as Hillary was. I like a president whose character includes fighting for religious liberties of Christians and Jews and others who are persecuted and who are disparaged for their beliefs. I like a president, uh, a president's character who fights for America's sovereignty. You know, there's, there, there's just no question the list of, of, of accomplishments is many pages long of the first two years of the Trump presidency. But make no mistake, Kim, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't pretend that this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. We've never seen a president react the way he does to things. This guy's a fighter in a way that we've never seen a president fight before. And that doesn't sit well with everybody. And and I think it's incumbent incumbent upon folks like you and me to at least understand where somebody's coming from when they say, man, I don't like his tweets. I don't like him, him, him sort of going after people. As I always remind people, he doesn't pick a fight. He just responds. You know, and, and back to Mitt Romney for a moment. I was surprised as well, although we shouldn't have been. If you go back to that speech that Mitt Romney gave back in I think 2016 in Utah, when he you know dropped out and, and and gave that scathing scathing speech, ripping President Trump to shreds. 
The trouble with Mitt Romney is he's a front runner. One day he's begging for Trump's endorsement or, or, or practically crawling on his knees to Trump Tower to try to get a, a position in the Trump administration as Secretary of State. Uh, as a candidate, he, he, he was on record last year as saying that he approved of, of Trump's first year and said that the first year of the Trump administration looked very much the way the first year of a Romney administration would have looked. That was Senate candidate Mitt Romney. Then Senator-elect Mitt Romney decides to write a scathing op-ed in the Washington Post assaulting President Trump's character. The man is, uh, is a phony. He is, he is everything that, that, that voters rejected in electing Donald Trump and rejecting the other 16 really fine, highly qualified Republican candidates. But Americans are tired of the swamp. We're tired of the establishment. We're tired of business as usual. And Mitt Romney represents all of the above. That's for sure. And uh, one other thing on character, you know, Paul Ryan was Mitt Romney's running mate. And we are coming off of a Republican House of Representatives that didn't get a number of things done that they should have. They should have made uh, the tax cuts permanent for individuals. We didn't get Obamacare um, uh, repealed, and uh, we haven't gotten something done on immigration. And that was a real lack of leadership and character, in my opinion. Your last thought on that, Mike Gallagher. It's, it, you're, it's very well put. Don't forget, we didn't get Obamacare because of uh, the late John McCain, who decided that his personal animus for President Trump was more important than representing his constituents. And it was a sad, sad legacy uh, for, for uh, you know, a, a man with, uh, with a distinguished career and a war hero. Too bad to see that he did that. And I don't think Americans will ever forget. You're right. Character does matter. doesn't necessarily mean crude tweets. It means what are you getting accomplished for the, for, for the American people. And, boy, I'll, I'll take the last two years of this guy's track record against any two years that I've seen in my lifetime. And I think I've been around a little bit longer than, maybe a little bit longer than you, as I'm knocking on the door of 60. You know, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And, uh, and Americans that I speak to all around the country are thrilled. Couldn't be happier. Well, you know what? Americans are fighters. And uh, I think that we have been, in a way, kind of held down by the establishment on both sides of the aisle. And it is refreshing. I, th- I believe, Mike Gallagher, that we are in the third founding of America. We had Washington with the Patriots, Lincoln and the Civil War. We are now in the third founding. And I never would have dreamed that it was Donald Trump that would be leading us on this. <laughs> no, me either. You know, the left likes to use this phrase, woke. But, but Americans are woke. You know, Americans are being awakened to the possibility of a real border. Americans are being awakened to the possibility of real-world strength. Americans are being awakened to the possibility of a booming economy and lower taxes and more money in their paychecks. And, and, and America's strength. And, yes, a president who fights hard morning, noon, and night for the American people. Again, I call him the bull in a china shop. He may be a bull in a china shop. But he's our bull in a china shop, and Americans ought to be united behind him. Certainly Republicans should be, and that's why, you know, it, the, the Mitt Romney piece was so shameful. Get, get, get ready. We got, we got Jeff Flake with a better haircut, and uh, we're just going to have to settle in and get used to it because that's probably what he's going to do. Okay, well, that's for sure. We know where everybody stands now. Hey, Mike Gallagher, thrilled to have you on KLZ. It's great to talk with you this morning, and uh, let's stay in touch. Like I said, honored to join your team. Just tell Molly how devastated I was. And, <laughs> 
and I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Oh, I you hold forget, grudges, huh? I will, I will never forget. <laughs> okay, Mike Gallagher, you have a great day. It's good to talk with you. Take care, Kim. You too. All the best. God bless. Okay, God bless you too as well. So absolutely thrilled to have Mike Gallagher on the team. It's going to be just a great year, 2019. We are going to be dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. We're going to have conversations about these. We may not agree on everything, but that's what we're going to do. Before we go to break, NFL playoff season is here, and Hooters is your... Uh, your game headquarters. Uh, it's uh, been quite a crazy season. And of course, what we have going here in uh, right here in Denver, it looks like the quarterback, John Elway, is going to have to hire a coach that's going to have to hire a quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to watch all that. But the NFL playoff picture is set and Hooters is your big game headquarters. So come into any Hooters during the big game and you can enter to win a brand new 55-inch HDR TV. And if you come to Hooters for the playoffs and the big game, they have all kinds of specials, such as a $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? So try Hooters new smoked wings, which are only half the calories. You can order them to go, or you can uh, have a delivery service, bring them by. So visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com for more information. And let's get ready for the playoffs. This is the AmeriChicks, Molly Vogt and Kim Munson. When we come back, we will be talking with Congressman Ken Buck. He took a stand. He voted no on something that whether or not you are Democrat, unaffiliated, Republican, you should take heart that uh, that some of these guys and gals are standing up and saying no to some of this big establishment stuff. So we'll be right back. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you'd like to support the work of the AmeriChicks and grow your business, contact them at AmeriChicks.com. Are you looking for news, not propaganda? Ready for a news source you can actually trust? How about a news site that doesn't want to sell you a subscription? Visit CompleteColorado.com to see all the latest news from around Colorado. Complete Colorado's staff scours news sources from around the state and nation to bring you only the top stories that affect you right here in our great state. Updated three times a day, CompleteColorado.com has full-time reporters doing original investigations and reporting like newspapers used to do, as well as opinion and political commentary from a variety of Colorado voices. And CompleteColorado.com is the only place to read columnist Mike Rosen. Always fresh content, always free, always informed. CompleteColorado.com, your complete source for Colorado news. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And now, Kim is helping guys, too, with well-priced, made-to-measure shirts, pants, and jackets that fit a busy guy's lifestyle. Guys or gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. You may be right. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Molly Vote and Kim Munson. Molly is out today, and uh, we have an, a very important show, very important issues out there. We are the AmeriChicks. We dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. That's where we are on Facebook and Twitter. And if you enjoy the show, I know many of you do. Keep those cards and letters coming. We love hearing from you. Be sure and let other people know about the show as well. But uh, we need to jump in uh, on a very important issue. We have on the line with us Congressman Ken Buck. 
And I, I tell you what, this guy is, uh, he is doing the right thing for Coloradoans and for Americans. There is a group of congressmen and women back in Washington, D.C. that are not part of the establishment. Um, uh, Ken Buck has written a, a very important book regarding the swamp, and he is fighting the swamp every day. And the swamp was very busy right before Christmas. So, Congressman Ken Buck, welcome to the AmeriChicks. Thank you. It's great to be with you. So uh, there's a lot going on in Washington, but I wanted to jump in on this uh, this data collection thing that happened on, uh, they passed it on December 21st, which I think that was the last day of the session, lame duck session. And uh, uh, we had had Sherry Kiesiker on the line oh, within the last month or so talking about data collection. I don't think people understand how dangerous this is. And instead of calling it data, they're calling it evidence-based policymaking. But you voted no on this. So, Congressman Buck, what, what is going on exactly with this bill? So let me back up just a little bit. Um, they, they wanted to voice vote this bill. They wanted to actually put this bill on the floor. Nobody's in the House chamber. Uh, they have one Democrat, one Republican. They say aye, and, and the bill uh, pa- passes without anybody having any hearings or any uh, uh, thought given to the, the, the dramatic impact that this bill would have. Um, Thomas Massey from Kentucky uh, stood up and, and demanded a uh, a recorded vote on this bill, and it gave us the opportunity to see who was in favor of it and who was against it, which was really a courageous thing to do to tell leadership, no, we're not going to uh, just at midnight pass a bill like this. And so I was really uh, appreciative that Thomas did that. Um, and it gave me the chance to examine the bill a little bit and, and make a decision on it. But what it basically does is it gives Big Brother, it gives government the opportunity to collect more data or more information on uh, Americans and, and it's uh, the gun habits of Americans. It's the uh, health care habits. It's the most personal information we have. It's the rights that we want to protect the most. And then it allows government to act and, and create policies that often discriminate against us as United States citizens, as uh, individuals that are protected by our Constitution and uh, allows government to move forward. I was uh, uh, thoroughly disappointed that the Republican Party would uh, propose this kind of bill. This is Democrat stuff. This is the kind right. of stuff that Democrats love, where, where they have government intervene in our lives in different ways. This is not the kind of stuff that the Republicans, the conservatives, the libertarians should be doing. Well, you know, on a small basis, I served on city council, which was a real eye-opening experience for me because I saw this kind of activity as well, uh, kind of at last minute during the holidays, push things through. It's it's sometimes difficult to get your brain around what that particular issue might be. And and sometimes you're just weary. I mean, they they, they kind of wear you down. This voice vote would have been, uh, I mean, it would have been astonishing, something this important. Um, and I, I don't think that everyday people taking their kids to school today, going to work, I don't think that they understand the danger of this, what this can possibly do for us 10, 15 years down the road. And so it's so important to, A, understand it, but it's now going to 
President Trump, where I would hope that he would veto it, but, you know, he's got his hands full with all of these attacks. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I I, I hope the president gets a lot of information from Americans about how dissatisfied they would be with this bill, and and I hope he does the right thing and and, uh, vetoes it. I don't know what his advisors around him are telling him. Uh, I do know his acting uh, chief of staff, uh, Mick Mulvaney, who is a friend of mine. Uh, we sat next to each other in, in committee, and uh, Mick came out and, and did an event for me in Colorado last year. Can you believe we're already saying last year? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Well, but, uh, uh, I, I think Mick is the kind of person that will uh, advise against this, but I, I just don't know whether the president's got to make a deal uh, for immigration reasons or other reasons to try to uh, and, and, and have to do something on this bill. But, but I hope uh, this does not become law. Well, you know, uh, every American every day needs to do at least one thing to make sure that they are a, an involved citizen. We can no longer be keyboard cowboys and just be, uh, you know, Facebooking and emailing back and forth. We need to actually do something. And so we would highly recommend, and we will get this on our Facebook, that people contact uh, the White House, since the government is shut down right now, you can't call it, but you, you can uh, email them and ask President Trump to veto this bill. Now, it's uh, H.R. 4174, right? It's FIPA, the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policy Act. And uh, so we will get that out there and recommend that people uh, go online and that they contact the White House and ask uh, the president to veto this, this very, very bad bill. I mean, okay. I think that's a great idea, and I appreciate you folks making folks aware of it. Okay. Uh, Congressman Buck, we have about three minutes left. Uh, what do you see going on in Washington right now? What should people be aware of? Well, one, uh, today is the swearing-in day, and Nancy Pelosi will take the speaker uh, ship today in the gavel. Uh, they will pass a rules package, um, and the rules package will involve waiving the debt limit. Uh, and that's a really another really scary prospect that uh, no longer will uh, we have a vote on whether we should raise the debt limit or not um, in the House uh, because of uh, what Speaker Pelosi's decided. Uh, as a result of the Democrats taking the majority, they will uh, Nancy Pelosi will be the spokesperson for the House on the constitutionality of Obamacare. Another really scary prospect that uh, Nancy Pelosi. Um, who uh, is is not uh, uh, well versed in uh, the minutia of the Constitution is going to be uh, the spokesperson to uh, talk about uh, just uh, you know whether uh, different provisions are constitutional or not and how they're being interpreted by the administration and, and other administrations. So uh, we we really are looking at a radical change in the House. I, I was not pleased with a lot of the things that Republicans did. Uh, but what the Democrats are going to be doing in the next few hours is, is really going to be scary for America. Well, and one of their main focuses is going to be uh, to impeach the president, I, I think. And, um, you know, I think that they just want to create chaos, uh, to take the American um, people's mind off of the great successes that have occurred over the last couple of years. Uh, Congressman Buck, we had a, a shot 
at, I think, real economic prosperity. We were looking at almost 4% GDP growth. Um, but you're seeing uh, that the, I think both the establishment on the Republicans as well as the Democrats, you know, they don't want everyday people to flourish because if people are flourishing, then they can't control them as much. And uh, so it is going to be a battle the next couple of years. And uh, are you ready for the fight? I am certainly ready for the fight. I'm a fighter, and I, I love the fight. And and I think that the uh, the difference that we're seeing is that we won't have a unified government and, and unified behind the economic policies of this administration. Um, and and so while we may see a uh, a little less uh, unified voice, I still don't think that the economy will slow down. Um, I think the stock market's uh, uh, dip was an aberration. I think we're going to see things returning. Um, back to uh, a, a robust uh, growth. And, and so I, I, I'm really optimistic about where our economy goes. Well, I, I think that's great. And, and um, you know, the Fed has raised interest rates, I think, eight times in the last couple of years. They only raised them once during the eight years of the Obama administration. So, again, I, it seems to me the establishment is doing everything they can do try to do to uh, get this economy stopped. However, I think interest rates were artificially low. I think they did have to come up. So uh, what we're seeing, in, in, you know, my prognostication is, is what we're seeing in the in the stock market is in response to uh, to what's been going on with the Fed. And I think the underlying uh, economic factors are really good. And hopefully we can continue to let that happen because if people thrive and flourish, then uh, that's the American idea. So, Congressman Buck, thank you so much. If people want more information, how can they reach you? Um, They can call the office. Uh, We are staffed uh, during the shutdown, and um, I would welcome uh, calls. And I do my best to return uh, calls from the office. The number is 202-225-4676. Okay, Congressman Buck, thanks so much. It's going to be quite a ride, and uh, I I sleep a little bit better knowing that you're there fighting for us. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay. Hey, and, you know, talking about the stock market, Jason McBride is the perfect person to talk with about this. Uh, He's with Presidential Wealth Management. Uh, And yesterday was the first day of 2019 of stock trading and we were watching to see if we had an up or down day and what that might mean for the market this year so jason what do you think well good good morning kim there's uh kind of a i don't even know if i want to call this an indicator it's very rarely mentioned but there's a a faction out there let's call them that that want to claim that however the first day of the year goes can portend what's going to happen the rest of the year. So if the market's up the first day, that's a better chance we're going to have an up year. Uh, If it's down, it's a better chance we're going to have a down year. And I got to tell you, I cannot find any evidence supporting that. Uh, I studied this going all the way back to 1963, so 55 years' worth of data. Uh, 29 times the market has been down the first day, 27 times it's been up the first day. Uh, Actually, we've had a few more uh, up years uh, after it's been down the first day than we have when it's been up the first day. So I don't know if this indicator is worth a hill of beans or not. (laughs) But it sure gives people something to talk about, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, it does. And, uh, you know, I dug and dug and tried, is this thing worth anything 
the only data point I, I could dig out of this without really, really reaching and trying to make something up is it, it seems like if the first day, if we're up over a percent, uh, we, we haven't had any uh, years that have had large drops if we've started up over 1%. Uh, so that wouldn't apply this year. We were only up 0.13 yesterday. So uh, that weak need uh, indicator is, I, I just think it's off the table and it's not one that you want to pay a whole heck of a lot of attention to. Okay, well, let's look forward. Uh, now, Apple is going to be uh, announcing their earnings today. What, are your th- what do you think is going to happen? Well, they're not announcing their earnings today, Molly, but they pre-announced what they expect for the quarter, and uh, they said, oh, the quarter's going to be weaker than expected. And it, it's amazing to me that, you know, the experts and the talking heads yesterday were calling this shocking news, jaw-dropping news from Apple. Everyone's scratching their head. Apple surprised and shocked the market. Are you kidding me? This was the most telegraphed uh, bad news we've seen, I think, in the history of the stock market. Uh, everybody knew China's economy was, was uh, weakening. Uh, Apple suppliers themselves have said that Apple, that the Apple has reduced orders for components. Uh, there's been all kinds of indications that Apple wasn't going to have the greatest quarter in the world. So, again, I wonder if it's just uh, the need to create drama on TV. Oh, shocking, draw-dropping. We can't believe it when they talk about the news that way. Hey, that is really interesting. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I think the market normally kind of puts this already into the market, and so maybe that was something that happened in December. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I I think that uh, you had to be... You had to have your pillow over your head if you didn't realize that this was going to be some uh, some kind of rotten earnings for for Apple this uh, this particular uh, last quarter. So yeah, well, they might not be rotten. Maybe they're just not going to be quite as good as uh, the analysts had hoped. So uh, you know, the market will be down this morning on the news at least, but uh, it still has a fighting chance to to recover by the end of the day. Uh, the fact that Apple is such a heavy weighting, though, in so many indexes does make it tough to, uh, to be up on a day when Apple's down uh, severely. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, Well, Jason McBride, this is absolutely fascinating information. Uh, looking forward to talking with you tomorrow. Who knows what's going to happen today? But Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management. Uh, phone number over there is 303-694-1600. 303-694-1600. Jason, uh, fasten your seatbelt. We'll see what happens, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Kim. Okay, talk to you soon. Hey, and we're going to go to break. It is 2019. Uh, We are looking at New Year's resolutions, and one of those is our health, our well-being, lose a little bit of weight. So we will be talking with Dr. David Tusek uh, just about what all that entails. And so this is the AmeriChicks, Molly Vogt and Kim Munson. We'll be right back. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick, accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financing options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure you are making the right financing choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. 
Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the Americhicks. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Hi, this is the Americhicks Molly and Kim. Social media is important to us since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Ameritix Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Ameritix radio show. Contact us at Ameritix.com or email molly at Ameritix.com. Hey, it is 2019, and what are you going to do with your future? Is it time to sell your business? Or you worked hard, and maybe the kids don't want to continue on? Or perhaps you recently retired, maybe from the military or from that corporate job, and you want to create some cash flow in the future, then it's time to buy a business. Chris Cantwell is a business broker with Transworld Business Advisors, and he buys, helps you buy and sell opportunity. Chris Cantwell is an advocate for entrepreneurship and the voluntary exchange of value between individuals and the rights of businesses to thrive and flourish. He knows that small business drives the economic engine of America. And so he is uh, helping people buy and sell these businesses, and he will do a complimentary consultation. Now, they say that nothing in life is free, but Chris will do a complimentary consultation to help you find out about either selling your business or buying a business. So check out Chris Cantwell's website. It's cccellscompanies.com. That's cccellscompanies.com, and let him know that you know the Americhicks. So we're talking about resolutions, uh, and one of the biggest things for, I think, most Americans is to take better care of themselves, maybe lose some weight, you know, there are all kinds of different things. So we thought, let's talk to Dr. David Tusek, Cloud Medical. What, uh, what can we do about these New Year's resolutions? So Dr. Tusek, welcome to the Americhicks. Well, Kim and Molly, good morning, and Happy New Year to both of you. Well, it's great to have you. And Molly is actually, she's out for the balance of the week, so you just have me this morning. Um, Resolutions, though, losing weight. What are you seeing as we move into the new year from people? Yeah, you know, first of all, um, it's always such a personal thing. So uh, it's really, really important to just to connect with the specific areas in your life that you you know you need to change moving forward. And so... So many of us have spent, you know, the past month or so agonizing over, okay, what is the one thing that I really, really want to change? And for those of us who haven't yet really come up with it, I think a very simple and useful technique is to literally just close your eyes and ask you yourself the following question, which is, if there were a couple of things that I could do that were simple and fairly achievable and wouldn't take too many resources and time and money, but would actually improve my vitality. I know deep down that they would actually improve my vitality by 20 or 30% or more. What would those be? And you sort of just close your eyes and give yourself 60 seconds to run through that list. Most of us will, you know, realize pretty quickly, oh, you know, I just need to start going to bed more early. I, I tend to stay up uh, too late on my laptop, or if I could only just get that 20-minute workout in five days a week or whatever it is, usually that will come to you pretty quickly. And then 
you know, we have this sort of seven-step process to actually implement that into your life and make it, make it be much more achievable in a long-term, sustainable way. So uh, can you give us a teaser on what that seven-step process is? Sure. So the, the, the step one is, is basically what I mentioned, which is just closing your eyes and asking your highest self to tell you what it is that would make the biggest impact on you that wouldn't take so much time. And of the things that come up, the second step is simply to pick the one that you think is going to give you the biggest bang for the buck. And once you're clear about that intention, then a great quote to keep in mind, this is the third step, is you know, Mark Twain's timeless quote that basically says, if you fail to plan, then you're only planning to fail. Mm-hmm. And so having some kind of a container by which you can track your progress is, is critical. I personally use a journal called the Best Self Journal that's sort of like a combination of a calendar and a day planner and a, and a diary and a vision board and sort of enables you to stay on track by um, making sure that you're checking the boxes as the days go on. The fourth one is also really, really important. The fourth one is about creating an intention around this goal that's actually dedicated to someone other than yourself. It can be a hero of yours or a loved one that's, that's already passed on, but the key here is to just connect that intention to something other than just you and to really draw power from, from that connection. And then the fifth one is to, to write it down in the form of a promise to yourself, almost like a, a ritual aspect, which is, which is really, really important. And then the sixth and the seventh are what you know, we might call the carrot or the stick. Um, so having a carrot, meaning you, know, you give yourself the opportunity to reward yourself if you are consistent with staying on task. So let's say that your goal was, you know, I'm going to work out five days a week for 20 minutes or more. Um, and at the end of the month, if I accomplish that, and I'm, let's say, at least 90% consistent with, with achieving that goal, then I get to do X, Y, or Z. And that could be, you know, I get to buy myself a pair of shoes that I've been wanting to, or I get to reward myself with a special meal that I love. Um, it can be whatever really speaks to you. But having that reward system built in to the machinery of this is so important. And then the last one is, you know, we oftentimes operate in terms of behavior change um, in a way where maintaining accountability is pretty critical. So coming up with a clear and specific um, punishment, if you will, for not accomplishing that uh, can be very, very helpful. And we've used this so successfully with uh, um, so many patients who've tried to quit bad habits, for example, quitting smoking, where you would ask them to come up with an organization that they wouldn't normally support and you have them write out a monetary amount, a check, for instance, for a a number or a a monetary amount that would actually hurt to put that in the mail. And then you have them place it on their refrigerator door and basically 
promise that if they don't adhere to those goals that they've set out, that they would mail that check to that organization that they didn't necessarily like. So these are all simple ways of just keeping ourselves accountable and, and honest and uh, ensuring that that New Year's resolution sticks at least beyond January. So And so this could work whether or not it might be wanting to lose weight or quit smoking or exercise more. Uh, you've, you've said you've seen real success with your, your patients when, when you've put this seven-step plan into action then, huh? It's true. <clears throat> you know, New Year's resolutions are really um, just another form of behavior change activities that happen to, ha- happen to happen at the end of the year. But we're constantly struggling to sort of live that best life and, um, you know, improve the consistency with good habits and then get rid of the habits that we know that are dragging ourselves down. Well, I and I think that uh, this accountability, I think that's one of the things that in some ways I think Americans have kind of moved away from that. So this is a very creative way to keep uh, keep oneself accountable to their New Year's resolution and improve their lives. So this is fascinating, Dr. David Tusek. Now we're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, you have done something very creative with Cloud Medical. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think there's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a real push for universal health care, at least here in Colorado and possibly nationally. And so if we could unpack that just a little bit, I think that would be very helpful for our listeners. So let's go to break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Dr. David Tusek. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine recently celebrated 30 years with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. The Americhicks, Molly and Kim, know Karen Levine personally and cannot recommend her highly enough. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. 303-877-7516. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The Americhicks, Molly & Kim, recommend Predovich & Company as your financial business consultants. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Molly Vote and Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. That is where we are on Facebook and Twitter as well. And you can sign up for our emails at, uh, at our website. We will keep you apprised of our upcoming shows, guests, topics, uh, important information. So be sure and do that. Keep those cards and letters coming. We love hearing from you. Uh, if you like a show, let us know. We greatly appreciate that. If you, if you have something that you'd like to comment on that maybe you disagree with us on, let us know about that as well. So it's americhicks.com or you can email me at kim at americhicks.com. That is, um, that's, uh, you know, we just love hearing from you. So jumping in with uh, Dr. David Tusek in just a moment, we're talking about resolutions, 
Solutions and Act 2 Reforms is a Blueprint to Adjust the Division of Power in Washington, D.C. Uh, for a more fair, disciplined, open, and transparent government, regardless of the political party in power. And so Act 2 Reforms, they're based here in Colorado. They're part of the Article 5 Convention of the States Movement. And they have five ideas that they, they're bringing forward that people should have a conversation about. Uh, and they they want to use um, the Article 5 to, to talk to uh to everyday people about what we can do to rein in government. And the first one suggests that we enforce the rule of law on all federal employees. Seems like that makes sense. Suggests we give Congress a quick tool to block new regulations. Liken that. Suggests we apply term limits on both Congress and the judiciary. Suggests that we make Congress account for all claims on the federal budget. That sounds like that's going to be really important with uh, this rules change that's going to be happening with Nancy Pelosi later today. And then suggest that we sharply reduce the power of money in Washington, D.C. So if you think there's too much money in influence in D.C., check out act2blueprint.org. That's act2blueprint.org. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks and that you appreciate the work that they're doing. So jumping back in here with Dr. David Tusek. He is the uh, the founder, I believe, of Cloud Medical, uh, which is a, a very creative, I think a wonderful um, a healthcare uh, system for people. So tell us about Cloud Medical, Dr. David Tusek. Sure. So Cloud Medical is a direct primary care program, which means that we provide dire- direct primary care for our patients on a 24-7 hour basis with unlimited visits and no co-pays for a low monthly fee. And depending on whether you're a couple or an individual or a family or even a business that enrolls with our primary care program, your per-member, per-month rates are somewhere between $80 and $119 a month. Wow. So, and, and children under 18 are actually uh, 49. So what, what we do um, is enable people to have a long-term and, and continuous trusted relationship with a a team of primary care providers um, where we take care of pediatrics, gynecology, adult medicine, and urgent care. So the treatment of non-life-threatening medical emergencies, things that can't wait till the morning but are, are not going to leave you, you know, in a, in a real bad way. So um, we're able to combine all of these services, again, for a low monthly fee with a tremendous upgrade in terms of connectivity between um, you and, and your physician or your provider using cell phones and text messaging and emails and, and you know, all of the various devices that enable us to stay in touch whenever we need to. And by the way, that happens whether you're in town or you happen to be traveling. So um, for our patients, it doesn't matter if they're in Boulder or Bali or Barcelona, wow. they're always connected to us. Well, and, and you know, you mentioned the word relationship. Uh, you know, in this tech society that we have now, and, and technology is a good thing. What you just mentioned is being able to stay connected if you're traveling or whatever. But you're talking about a relationship, and it, that relationship between a patient and a doctor is obviously one of the most personal relationships out there. And and I think we've gotten away from that in the healthcare 
healthcare industry here in America. Uh, so what you're doing, I think, is unique, special, a relationship that is affordable. I mean, why aren't we doing more of this in America? Well, it's a model that is growing, and I think you're exactly right. You know, both physicians and the people that um, go to them for their health care needs um, you know, are unhappy with the current situation, the status quo that we have, because it seems like every year there are more and more uh, barriers between those two human beings that are simply trying to connect and, and, and find a way to, you know, come out of a, a difficult health challenge um, in a positive way. And so when we've sort of enabled a system to be continually encumbered by all kinds of regulations that don't actually help in, 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 the, in terms of that healthcare journey or in terms of those healthcare outcomes, um, we're unfortunately just doing a disservice. So I think it's, it's really crucial as physicians that we look deeply and unflinchingly at the problems that, that we are, in fact, complicit in in this systemic uh, situation that we have and try to find solutions to lead the way forward and to regain some of that. And, and I think you're right to point out that the doctor-patient relationship is where we need to start. Well, and there is so much fear out there. You're seeing it on, from all the talking heads and all the different stations, no matter you know, which way they lean politically. But the, the fear of financial ruin if somebody ha- you know, has something really bad happen. Uh, there's just that fear there, and then that fear is being used to push in more rules, regulations. Then you're seeing this, this potential call for universal health care because people are, are afraid, and it's gotten so complicated. It doesn't have to be that way, does it? Well, so I actually think it's, it is a fairly complicated situation with respect to the catastrophic care um, but one of the solutions that I think has a lot of legs is uh, um, this new concept. It's actually not that new, but it's, it's, it's been getting more attention lately called the health share concept or mm-hmm. the health share model. And when you pair a program like ours, which takes care of those primary care situations, those non-life-threatening things that actually amount to Statistically, it's been shown that these are 90% of our healthcare encounters in America fall under the umbrella of primary care. Um, that, uh, you know, we still have to contend with the other uh, 10%, which is um, the, the hospital-based and the specialty-based and the um, high-impact, high-cost part. And I think that's what a lot of people are, are you know, really struggling with finding a way out of. And so um, when what we've found for, for many of our folks who are members of cloud, if you partner your direct primary care cloud membership with a health share plan, you actually pay a monthly premium for both of those together. That's oftentimes less than half of the cheapest plan that you can find on the health healthcare exchange, um, and so I mean that's a that's a really really significant cost savings, and the cost savings continue. 
Um, the other way that you save money is many of those sort of less expensive uh, health care exchange-based plans from all of the major insurance companies tend to come with very high deductibles. Um, with our model, the, the out-of-pocket maximum deductible payment is either 500 or $1,000 per person per year. And, you know, in contrast, the conventional insurance programs are oftentimes 10 times that. Right, right. So here you are spending an arm and a leg every month on your premium. And then when you actually do need your appendix removed, the first $10,000 has to come out of your own pocket. So it's really a double bind. It really is a double bind. Uh, Dr. David Tuzek, this is really fascinating. Uh, We're just about out of time. But how can people, I mean... People, I, I can't believe that um, you know <laughs> that people aren't doing this. How can people get more information about this from you? Sure. Um, so our website is um, cloudmedical.io, and um, people are free to take a look and uh, or give us a call at three zero three eight four eight thirty eight hundred. Okay, and that's cloudmedical.io for more yes. information. And again, that phone number was. 303-848-3800. Okay. Well, Dr. David Tusek, uh, thank you so much. I've got to use this seven-point uh, plan that we were talking about in the, the previous segment about how I'm going to incorporate my New Year's resolutions. So I'll let you know how I do on that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, once again, Happy New Year to you, and thanks so much for having me on. Well, it's a delight, and so we'll be back in touch with you as well. So thank you so much, Dr. David Tusek. Okay, be well. Bye-bye. Okay, so uh, really important stuff happening uh, today uh, when uh, the Democrats take over the um, control of the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. There's going to be a a big fight. And I think that we, as everyday individuals, we are expecting government to represent us, to work for us. We believe whether or not we're Democrat, unaffiliated, or Republican, that we have a representative government. For too long, we have had establishments on both sides of the aisle that are more interested in keeping their power than working for the American people. Uh, So we'll see if, in fact, the Democrats want to govern. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that it's going to be quite the show uh, over the next couple of years. And um, I'm grateful that we have uh, Donald Trump in office. He is fighting for the American people. Uh, I kind of wish sometimes he wouldn't say some of the stuff he does on his tweets. However, you have to look at the results. Tomorrow, we will be talking about those results. Uh, Bob Duco, uh, one of the hosts on uh, Crawford Broadcasting, did an excellent piece the other day about the accomplishments of Donald Trump. And so we will go through those tomorrow. We will be talking about character and uh, what, what really matters to the American people, the results that we want as everyday, hardworking Americans. And our guest will be a millennial. Stephen Kessler uh, will be our guest tomorrow, and we'll be talking about socialism and uh, also immigration. He just had a piece that was published on uh, immigration that I think will be very important to talk about. So we are the AmeriChicks. Check our website out, AmeriChicks.com. That is where we are on Facebook and Twitter. And be sure and sign up for our Vino and Veritas. This will be our Federalist Papers book club. It is starting on Monday, January 28th 
at Water's Edge Winery. Be sure and sign up because I think that we may be at capacity, so you want to make sure that you have a seat there. And Dr. Tom Cranenwetter, who is, uh, has a deep understanding of the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, a deep appreciation for um, uh, President Lincoln and all that he's done, will be our, 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 um, our, our speaker on this. And so be sure and sign up for that. Uh, so this is the AmeriChicks. We'll be signing off. Our quote for today is from the treasure chest. Joy. It says, real joy comes from ease, not from ease or riches or from praise of men, but from doing something worthwhile. That is from Wilfred T. Greenfell. Real joy. Have a great day. God bless you. God bless America. And we'll be back tomorrow morning.